ahead and take your Bibles and turn to the book of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Thought it'd be appropriate to do a message on thankfulness today. Of course, with Thanksgiving coming up, it's so important that we have this attitude, not just this time of year. Boy, being thankful is something that it's an it's an attitude. It's a it's a mindset. It's a heart condition. If we're not thankful. It's going to cause a lot of problems in a lot of different areas. And it's something that God has commanded us to be. He's commanded us to be thankful. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse 18, it says, "...in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." In everything give thanks. That's very, it's a very simple statement, but you know, let's just be honest, it's... Probably not the easiest thing in the world to do. To be thankful in everything. I and mean, there's some things it's easy to be thankful for. You know, it's easy, it's easy when you're healthy to be thankful for that. But what about when you're not healthy? It's easy to be uh, thankful, uh, you know, for a paycheck, but it's not always easy to be thankful about for your job. <laughs> uh, it's, it's easy to be thankful. There's some things that's very difficult. To be thankful. There's lots of things that we face on this earth that are unpleasant. Some things that are flat out miserable. And the question often comes to mind is, do I need to be thankful for this? It's hard to be thankful for a flat tire. Alright? Have you ever had one of those? I know it's, you have those. It's, it's hard to be thankful for that. It's hard to be thankful for a sickness. But you know, God didn't tell us to give, He didn't say, this verse doesn't say give thanks for everything. Okay, but it says in everything give thanks. God's not ask. God doesn't ask us to do something that's impossible. Okay, if God tells us that we need to do something, mark it down. You can do it. It is possible for you to do. You might not want to do it. It might not be easy, but you can do it. But remember, it says in everything give thanks, not for everything. Okay, like me, for example, um, I'm not. Well, I'm sick. I'm not thankful for that, okay? If, or for example, let's say uh, my arm hurts. All right, I'm not going to be thankful that my arm hurts, but you know what? I can still be thankful that I have an arm that hurts. Right? I know people that are missing; they're missing their arms or missing uh, missing missing their legs. You know, I, my eyes—they're uh, not the best eyes in the world. I got some pretty powerful contacts that I wear, but you know what? I'm thankful I have eyes. And so, uh, we need to have that kind of attitude, a thankful attitude. So how can we accomplish this? And how can we fulfill this command to be thankful in everything? And simply, one thing is learn to focus on the blessings and not the burdens. We sang that song, the first song we sang this morning, count your blessings. Focus on the blessings and not the burdens. Everybody in here, we all have burdens. We all have things that we're facing, loads that we're carrying that are very difficult. Things that you know, maybe maybe a physical problem, maybe a financial problem. There's all kinds of burdens that we have. Maybe it's a family problem. But we've got to learn to focus on the blessings and not on the burdens. Don't focus on the sickness, but focus on the healer. When I'm sick, okay, I don't, I'm like anybody. I don't like being sick. Okay, it's it's no fun when you're laid up and you're miserable. You're running that high fever and you just can't seem to do anything. And the last thing you're usually thinking of in that situation is being thankful for that sickness. 
But God didn't say I had to be thankful for the sickness. He said in the sickness I need to be thankful. And what I can do is when I'm sick, I can focus on the blessing of the fact that, well, you know what? I'm thankful that I have a God that can heal me of this sickness. I'm thankful. I'm not, I'm not thankful that I'm sick, but I'm thankful for the fact that chances are I'm going to get better from this sickness. That it's going to end. I mean, we've all been there before where we were sick and we just, we were, you know, especially us guys, we act like we're about to die, you know, when we're, when we have a little illness or anything and it's just the end of the world. But you know what? We usually bounce out of it, don't we? We get better. I think, I think I can say that for everybody here because you're here today. Okay? If you, if you, uh, if we all died every time we thought we were going to die, uh, we wouldn't live very long. Especially the guys, and we need to be we need to focus on the healer. The fact that hey, you know, God can hear my prayer, and there might not be anything I can do about it. But you know what, God, He can heal me of this. When a part of you hurts, just be thankful that you have the part. All right. When you have a headache, thank God at least you have a head. All right. Must mean something's in there. If if it's hurting, you know, be. <laughs> yeah, I said it, it does not. But be be thankful in whatever whatever. There's always something that you can be thankful for in every situation. Whenever you lose someone or something be or something you love, you can still be thankful that you had them in the first place. You know, I am. I'm not right now. I'm not miserable worrying about the fact that I lost a million dollars. It's not bothering me right now. You know why? I never had it to lose. Okay, now there's people, you know, when the stock market goes down and things like that, that they might lose millions and it's devastating to them. And many times they'll even go and kill themselves because of all that they lost. And then there's all these other people walking around there all just as happy as can be. You know why? Because they didn't lose a million dollars. They never, they never had to lose. And really, the people who lose the most ought to be some of the most thankful people. And we have a great example of that in the Bible. We don't have time to go through the whole story, but just kind of a brief uh, background of what's going on here. A man named Job. Job. If you read Job chapter 1, it's probably one of the most depressing chapters in all the Bible. We have a man who was he was rich. He was very rich. It says the possessions he had. He was probably the richest man of his time. He had ten children. He had many servants and people that worked for him. And in one day, he lost all of them. He lost all of his possessions. He lost all of his children. He lost them all in one day. And then, he still didn't complain. He still didn't curse God. And Satan said to God, if you let me take away his help, he'll curse you. And God even took away his help. His body was covered with boils. If you've ever had a boil before, not pleasant. I have I've had a couple and said I it it was it was terrible. I can't imagine my body being covered with them. But Job, in that situation, he still has listen, I love what he says. His wife comes along and she says, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? This is chapter two, verse nine. Curse God and die. She's like just Hey, you're miserable. You've lost everything. Just go ahead and curse God. Let God kill you. What else do you have to live for? And then he says, But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Job said, Hey, 
All this stuff that we had, it was all from God. It was God that gave this to us. When Job lost his children in chapter 1, I love what he says in verse 21. It says, "...and naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." Right before that, Job he rent his clothes. Job was sad at what he lost. Job, I mean, he was devastated at the loss of his children, at the loss of his possessions. But Job understood that everything he had came from God. He said, I came into this world with nothing. When you were born, you were born completely naked with nothing. Everything, everything we've had, it's come from God. When we die, when we leave this world, we don't take anything with us. And Job, even in that situation, he wasn't thankful that he lost his kids. He wasn't thankful that he lost his possessions. But in that situation, he still held an attitude of thankfulness. And what an example that was. He understood that everything he had came from God. And you know, I think about... Uh, I've been to funerals before. And funerals... Uh, many funerals. And funerals aren't something that you usually are thankful for. But you know, I've been to funerals before where there have been many people just devastated, crying. Big, full, you know, full auditoriums. People mourning the loss of somebody that they really cared about. And then I've seen, I've been in other funerals before. There's barely anybody there. And nobody really seemed to care. And you know, and the attitude I try to have, and I'm not, not being cold, not being heartless, but you know, when somebody that you love dies, really when you stop and think about it, the more it hurts, the more you must have really loved that person. The more joy there must have been in that person's life. And while nobody is excited when they see somebody that they love pass on and die, we all can still be thankful that, boy, we had a lot of good years together. Boy, I sure am thankful that, you know, maybe as a mother, father, I'm sure I'm thankful that I had them as my mother or that was, I had them as my father. I'm, I'm sure I'm thankful I have all those good memories. I'm thankful that my heart is broken right now because you know there's some people that they've lost their uh, mothers, they've lost their fathers, and they didn't care. Maybe because they didn't know them. Maybe because they had a really bad relationship. You know, I'd rather you know, I, I, you know, I'd be devastated if I lost my parents. But you know, I'm thankful that I'm thankful that I would be devastated. I'm thankful that we've had that kind of relationship. I'm thankful that I have that kind of love for them and that they have that kind of love for me. I'm thankful that uh, I, I, there would be many, many things that I would miss because you know, we have a great relationship. I always enjoy the holidays with my family and I would miss those things. But I could be thankful that I had them in the first place. There's people today, you hear stories sometimes about maybe a person who, uh, you know, a mother or father that loses a young child. That'd be devastating. I can't even imagine what that would be like. But you know, there's many people out there who've never been able to have children. And yeah, they're not experiencing that pain, but they've also never had that joy. So we see here that when we focus on the blessings instead of the burdens, we can still have a thankful heart even in the worst of times. We always have something to be thankful for. Also, the second thing that we need to do to give thanks and everything, is accept the fact that God's will is better than your way. Romans chapter 8, 28, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good 
to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. There, all of us are going to face things, and we have faced things in our lives that we don't like. Things that I mean, if we wanted, if I wanted, I mean, I, I think I've had a good life. I've a lot of blessings for sure. But you know what? There's some stuff if I wanted to, I could get up and I could talk about it and probably have you feeling sorry for me. I could do that. But at the same time, if I'm real honest with you, many of those situations, they've produced something good. They've produced other blessings. I wouldn't be where I am now were it not for those trials. And so, really, if I'm going to be honest, I can't complain too much about those things. In fact, I find myself many, myself many times looking back and I'm thankful for those difficulties. I'm thankful for those hard times because God's Word once again was true and they produced something good in my life. And the Bible says all things for them who love God. For them who are called according to His purpose. If you love God, if you're living your life in His will and for His purpose, no matter what you go through, no matter how bad it is, it in God's will, it's going to produce something for the better, for the good. And we can be thankful for that. Listen, there's all kinds of things that, that I can imagine facing that would be terrible. But I'm also, I can also be thankful that I have the peace of knowing that you know what, while this is a terrible loss, while this is horrible, what I'm going through, God's going to do something good with it. God, this isn't going to be in vain. God can make something great happen with the situation. My dad often he tells about a cousin that he had that uh, at a young age, he was a teenager, and they had had a, a meeting and he had gone and he had said that he would be willing to give his life if it would see revival come to their youth group. And it wasn't long after that that he was working on his car. Young man working on his car and he accidentally kicked the jack away. And the car fell on him and suffocated him. He died at a young age. It was horrible. It was tragic. It's a horrible situation, but at his funeral, revival broke out. Many, many young people were saved. It changed their it changed their youth group. All kinds of great things happened as a result of that. His sister and the, uh, the, uh, his dad was he was he was a pastor of a church, and his sister one day she was out and she was witnessing to somebody. Leads that person to Christ. The person gets saved on her way home. A deer runs out in front of her. She goes off the road, has a car wreck, and dies. A newly married young lady, newly married, she died. Same thing. As a result of that, there was many people that got saved. They saw the testimony of her father and her family. That even in that horrible time, they still loved God. They still served God, and people saw that. They saw the peace that they had, even in that situation. And people wanted that, and many people were saved. And listen, when you love God, no matter what happens, no matter how bad it is. You stay faithful to God. You be thankful. God's going to take that trial and He's going to turn it into something great. Our God can do that. Our God, He can take a trial and make something great happen. He spoke this universe into existence. He made it out of nothing. He can take your trial. He can take your life no matter how bad things are and He can make something good out of it. That's what our God does. And what we can do, so whenever we face those trials, whenever those difficulties come up, I'm not saying you have to be thankful for the bad thing that happened, but be thankful. Get excited about what God is going to do through this trial. Job again. Job's such a great example in many ways. I love what Job said in chapter 23, verse 9. The words from this verse are what inspired the last hymn that we just sang. 
Job said on, or on, we'll start reading in verse 8, said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. Talking about God, he's like, I can't find him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, and I cannot see him. Job's looking, he's saying, Hey, I don't know where God is in this situation right now. I've just lost my family. I've lost my possessions. I've lost my health. I can't find God anywhere. But listen to what Job said. Job is still thankful because he says, but he knoweth the way that I take. I don't know where God is, but God does know where I'm at. He says, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job, he couldn't explain to his friends what was going on. Job had, didn't know why it happened. Job didn't know where God was. Job didn't know what God was going to do. But he said, you know what? I know that God does know where I'm at. God knows what I'm facing. God knows what I'm going through. And He's going to produce something great out of it. When He hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And I'm telling you, that's the way it works with God. And when you face that trial, when something comes up, and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, be thankful for the fact that, you know what? God knows what's going on. You might feel like He's not around. You might even feel like He's not paying attention to you, but mark it down. God is paying attention to you. And if you stay faithful to Him, He's going to produce something great through this trial. He's going to do something good. Listen, there's been times, even recently, where I mean, God in the last, in the last couple of years, He's increased my faith in so many areas through just what He's done here at this church. And you know, there, and I, I remember one day, I was there and got a, mail, a bill in the mail. The church, it wasn't expected. I mean, things were kind of tight, and I'm like, and at first I saw that, and I used to think, oh man, what are we going to do now? But you know, God had just blessed in some other areas, and I'm not kidding. When I saw that, I got excited because I thought, well, this is going to be another area where I'm going to get to watch God work again. And that's what I want to see. And sure enough, I mean, He took care of it, no problem, no big deal for God at all. And any, I'm telling you, anymore when things like that come up, it almost gets me excited because I like seeing God work. I know that as far as this church goes, there's only so much that I can accomplish. There's only so much that you can accomplish, but there is no limit to what God can accomplish. And so when those trials come up, or when those challenges or obstacles come up, I tell you, get excited and be thankful that hey, this sure does look impossible. But you know what? I'm gonna. This also is going to be another chance, another opportunity for me to get to watch God do something. And it's exciting watching God work. Me, me watching myself work, not so exciting. But watching God do something is a great thing. Imagine what life would be like if God answered some of your past prayers. A lot of times we like to focus on, oh, I prayed for this and God didn't answer it. Well, you know what? You give it a few years and you're probably going to be thankful God didn't answer that prayer. I tell you, there's as many prayers that I'm thankful for that God did not answer than the ones that I that He did answer. Because our will is not always the best way. It usually is not the best way. And if we're going to be thankful, we've got to learn to trust the will of God to understand that okay, He knows better than I know. I mean, pray. One of the ways that I like to pray, I think, I think it's a good idea, is go ahead, tell God what you want, tell God what your will is. Let Him know. Say, hey, Lord, hey, it's my will for this to happen. You know, Lord, I mean, you know, I, hey, I want, I want to see, uh, you know, Lord, it's my prayer that that building fund back there that we take care of that in a month. That's my will. Okay, but you know what, God, 
God knows better. It probably wouldn't be good. There's all kinds of reasons I can think that probably wouldn't work and why that would be a bad thing. God may be wanting to teach us some things. He may, I mean, I don't know what He's going to want to do. But you know what? It's okay to go ahead and pray that. But then we need to do like Jesus did. Say, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So, Lord, this is what I want, and you know what I want. You know my heart. But, Lord, more than that, I want your will to be done because it's always better. And so, Lord, if my will right now is not lining up with your will, then don't worry about it. I'm okay with your will. But listen, hey, go ahead and tell God. It's okay. He knows what you're thinking. Go ahead and tell Him, but have that attitude and be thankful for the fact that, Lord, I'm thankful that You don't always answer my prayers because my prayers would mess things up. My prayers would ruin everything. And Lord, I'm thankful that Your will is the best way. And I'm thankful that You're going to do Your will. And Lord, help me to be okay with that and help me to keep that thankful attitude. Have faith that God is paying attention to what you're going through and He's going to reward you. I'm not going to take time to read through it, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23-33, the Apostle Paul, he's, I like what he says. He says, I speak as a fool. Okay, Paul wasn't trying to get people to feel sorry for himself. Paul was not trying to build himself up. He said, I speak as a fool. He's like, but I'm going to give you an example. And he went and he starts talking about all these horrible things that he went through. Paul went through all kinds of horrible things in serving God. He was beaten many times. He was uh, he was stoned. He was beat with whips. I mean, just one thing after another. He was shipwrecked. I mean, it just all kinds of things that he went through. But Paul in Second Timothy chapter four, verse six through eight, I love I love what Paul said. Paul, if you uh, the Bible doesn't record it, but according to history, you know how Paul died. God didn't reward him with old age. Paul got his head cut off. Paul was martyred. And you know what? Paul was okay with that. And Paul, when he was in prison, he's writing this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6-8. through And by the way, while Paul was in prison, and many of his prison officials, he talks a lot about rejoicing. He talks a lot about being thankful. And the Apostle Paul said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. You know, he said, I'm about ready to get my head cut off. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like a good thing. Because to him, it was. Because he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love His appearing. Paul understood that while he'd been through a lot of things, and he didn't like to even talk about it, because he didn't want to feel sorry for himself. He didn't want to look like he was unthankful. While he'd been through a lot, he Paul understood that God's been paying attention to everything I've been going through. And here he is in prison, about ready to be executed, and he's okay with it. Because he understood that I am right smack in the center of God's will right now. I'm, I'm doing the will of God. This is God's will for me. And God's paying attention. And he's going to reward me, and that's and, I, and that's exactly what happened to Paul. And when when you're going through a difficulty, maybe because of something that you did right, be thankful for the fact that God's going to take care of you. The Bible says when Jesus was speaking in the Beatitudes, He says, "Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for My sake." 
Read, why would you be thankful for that? Who likes persecution? Who likes it when people are saying things about you that are false? Who likes that? Jesus said, you're blessed. He said, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. So I'm going to take, I'm paying attention. I'm going to take care of it. In one of the other gospels, it said, leap for joy. Now I'm going to be honest with you. When I've been persecuted, when I've had things said bad about me in the past, I usually get mad. I've never, I've never had somebody come and lie about me and get all excited and start jumping up and down. I've never done that. But it, I believe, and I'm not, I don't believe in that passage that Jesus is commanding us to do that, but I think what He is trying to tell us is that if we knew what our reward was going to be, we would jump up and down. We would rejoice and be exceeding glad when we're persecuted falsely. We, we would be thrilled because the rewards that God's going to give are going to be great. If I ask you to clean the toilet, that's not really exciting. But if you knew I was going to pay you $1,000 for doing it, you'd be all over it. You'd be thrilled to death about it because the reward would make it it would make it worth it. And if we fully understood the rewards that we're going to get for some of the trials that we go through, we wouldn't be complaining about them. We would be thankful for them. Like, but what are they? I don't know. What, I don't know. But you know what? I'm pretty sure that if God says we're going to be glad and that we should rejoice, then we should. I think He's going to take care of us. I think it's going to be okay. You can trust God. But also another thing that we need to do and if we're going to have that thankful attitude, is be the cause of other people's thankfulness. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. We ought to have the attitude that everybody's better than we are. Stop having the attitude that we're better than everybody else. Have the attitude that everybody else is better than you. It says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. If you, if your life is all about you, you're going to be a miserable person. And God said, don't look on your own things. He said, look on the things of others. Think about what other people are going through. And then He says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. This is the way Jesus thought on this earth. You know, why... Stop and think about it for a minute. Jesus Christ left heaven. Heaven. To come to earth where He was going to be crucified. Where He was going to be spit on. Where He was going to be mocked. Where He was going to go through all the horrible things that He went through. Why would He do that? He definitely was. It's because He was thinking about us. Not thinking about Himself. In fact, Jesus did it with a very good attitude. Bible says, for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. What was that joy? Us. Why we would be caused that joy, I don't know. That just shows how much the love of God is. But Jesus Christ, He loved us. And it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, and took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
Wherefore God hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let this mind be in you. There's Listen, there's always going to be somebody that's better off than you. There's always going to be somebody that's got a nicer house than you have. There's always going to be somebody that's got a nicer car. And it's going to be real easy for you to get to looking at all that stuff and thinking, you know, I don't need to be thankful. You know, they should be the ones that are thankful. Look at what they have. There's there's always going to be somebody better off than you. But you know what? There's always going to be also somebody who's worse off than you. Somebody who drives an older car. Somebody who lives in a smaller house. There's always going to be somebody worse off than you. And if your life is just focused on you, you're not going to pay attention to that. You're going to be too busy thinking about what everybody else has. And you're not going to be able to be thankful. But when you're thinking about other people, when you're thinking about others, then it's going to cause you to be thankful for what you have. I tell you in America, we're one of the we're one of the whiniest people on the face of the earth. I think the problem with Americans is America's the only place we've ever been. I think it'd be good for Americans to get to go and travel to some of these third world countries. And see what, how they live out there. So you can't help but be thankful after that. And uh, we're not, there's always somebody that's worse off than you. And if we can, if we get focused on not trying to always take care of our own needs, listen, I'm not telling you to ignore your needs and ignore your obligations. But this time of year, don't think about how can I have the best Thanksgiving, how can I have the best Christmas. Think about how can I make somebody else's better. And when you have that attitude, you're going to find out you're going to enjoy your time more than anybody else. You're going to be thankful. And listen, we don't bless other people just so we can get a blessing from God. Okay? I, I shouldn't. I mean, listen, given it shall be given to you. The Bible says that. But you know, I'm not going to. I, if I go to Brother Menez and I give him 20 bucks just so God will give me 40, alright? That that's not what God's talking about. Now God may very well do that for me. He might. He might not. But if I'm just if I give him twenty dollars, thinking, all right, Lord, I need my forty bucks. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be blessed the way I need to be blessed. Because the truth is, the blessing that we get is simply us being the blessing. The fact, the fact that I'm able to be a blessing, maybe he's got a need, and I'm able to meet that need, that's a blessing right there. That's going to cause me to be thankful. Man, I'm, I'm thankful that God has provided my needs to the point where I can help provide for somebody else's need. You're going to, when you're able to do that, you're going to find yourself being very thankful. And the, the word blessing, it just means happy, or blessed means happy. That's what it means. Happy. And doing things for others is what brings real joy, and that's the blessing. You know why people want money? You know why people want things? Well, that will make me happy. Or that will make me blessed. No, you can be happy without having a million dollars. You can be happy without having the big screen TV. You can be happy without all those other things. And when you are living a life where you are thankful in everything, when you're giving thanks in everything, you're going to find yourself being a happy person. 
not just in Thanksgiving, not just in November, all year round, you're going to find yourself being a happy person because you're just thankful for everything. And that's what, that's what God's talking about when He said, in everything give thanks. We need to have that right attitude, a thankful attitude, a thankful spirit. And when you do, it will cause it will bring joy to your life. It will cause you to be a blessing to other people, which will bring not just more joy to their life, but even more joy to your life. That's what it's all about. In everything, give thanks. Let's all stand together.